Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show, live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moores, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mo with an attitude. And by Hy-Vee. The world's best tailgating begins at Hy-Vee. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs Radio Network sideline reporter and host of Fesco in the Morning, Josh Flingler. If you want to hear more from the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, tune in with us every Friday morning at 7.30 and every Monday at 4 o'clock on The Drive. The Drive also exclusively talks to Patrick Mahomes each and every Monday at 3.10. On your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Now let's get you into the Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by the Kansas Lottery, Green Bigger. Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Good evening, everybody. Woo. Giving me chills tonight. Bringing it real. Awesome. Just awesome in this uh, sellout crowd tonight. We're at the Hy-Vee off Nolan Road in Independence. It's a awesome location and we are filled to the gills but we got room to get you in here tonight because we're here to do two things we're here oh wait a minute the score just in kansas city 27 buffalo 24. we're going to celebrate that divisional playoff victory and i'll tell you why giving you a whole bunch of stuff here in a second oh if you haven't heard Patrick Mahomes won a road playoff game. Oh, okay. Again? I, I know. As I said at the end of the game, I was just so tired of hearing of it and being on shows and national shows. I'm going, he won his 40th road game, people. He's 40 and 11 on the road. And if you heard, you're, a lot of you in here remember the old Top Gun, the very first Top Gun, and the pilots are getting chewed. Actually, their XO's getting chewed. Like, I want some butts and I want them now. And he walks out of there, and he looks at Maverick, and he goes, I guess that'll pretty much cover the flyby. Well, I guess that'll pretty much cover the, oh, Pat Mahomes can't win on the road in the playoffs, right? That's taken care of. The Chiefs are going to be in a sixth straight AFC championship game, second in National Football League history. That is huge. Andy Reid will be in a sixth consecutive AFC championship game, second in NFL history only to Bill Belichick. That is huge. 
Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he won a road game in the playoffs. I just want to put that out there. All right, 40th road win in his six-year career, essence six-year career. He will go to a sixth straight AFC championship game. That second NFL history to Tom Brady, and Brady has eight, so Pat's closing in on him. That is huge. If Patrick wins this game, it'll be his 14th playoff victory to go 14-3. and three. He'll be tied for third all time for playoff victories. With, listen to this list, he will tie John Elway, Terry Bradshaw, Peyton Manning, and Steve Young. And I feel like Pat's just getting started, is he not? Okay, also in that game last night, Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey twice. 16 times, 16 times those two have teamed up for touchdowns in the postseason. That is the best in National Football League history. And that is huge. Oh, my goodness. And in this game, I've only been in the league 30 years. But I'm not sure I've ever seen this or will see it again. The Chiefs ran 47 plays in that game with four kneel downs. So that means 43 plays. The Bills ran 78 plays. And the Chiefs won 27 to 24. Now, very soon we're going to hear from two of my broadcast colleagues. But I'm going to go ahead and have them grab the hardware right now. When you have a team, you're taking on a team, you are riding into the mouth of the dragon. Because that city, that fan base, the Bills Mafia, and that stadium was ready to obliterate us. And Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid and Kelsey got on the horse and led us with sabers drawn right into the mouth of the dragon. And Danon Hughes was right behind him, brandishing his sword. <laughs> <laughs> and we get 27 points on 43 snaps and they get 24 on 78, then you're able to put the hammer down, baby. Oh, my gosh. Patrick Mahomes already has two-plus playoff wins in five consecutive seasons. That's the best in National Football League history. Next on the list is Brett Favre, Tom Brady, and Bart Starr. They only did it three times. That is huge. What else is huge is you can score the savings at High V. <laughs> the day after a game, we got 27 points. That means you can save 27 cents off a uh, $27 purchase uh, on your next fuel purchase with the uh, Fuel Saver Plus per perks card. Also, it is time for the AFC Championship game. We're riding again into the mouth of the dragon. We're back. Danon Hughes has sharpened his sword. He's ready. He's done push-ups. He is ready to go into Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Hy-Vee has it set up for you to have a listen party, watch party, put it all together party. If you don't know how to do it, check with my 91-year-old dad on Facebook because he's got this figured out. He put it out there and posted. So... You can call him, a lot of you know him, or reach out to him, direct message him, and he'll go, here's how you do it. This is the way it works. So you can have your big high V, watch, listen, party. They got everything you need, just like a tailgate uh, here at High V. So check them out. They are your postseason headquarters. 
We got a gigantic crew here tonight. The Red Coaters are here in full force. The Geeks are here tonight in full force. Snowstorm Sandy. Our Chiefs uh, Meteorologist is here tonight, our official. Chiefs Kingdom Meteorologist along with Caveman Bob. Weird Wolf. We got Autograph Geek. Snowstorm Sandy is here. Also here is Hey Hey Paula. Susie Bling Bling is here as well. All right, Hey Hey Paula. Mary drove from Stafford. She left Stafford, Kansas at 3 o'clock. Go to Google Maps and look at Stanford, Kansas too, the Nolan Road Hy-Vee, and you'll figure out what she did to drive to get here. We got some new folks here, including our folks from Lee's Summit who have come in for the first time, uh, Raytown uh, residents, but they're not living in Lee's Summit. So we've got a giant crowd here tonight to uh, celebrate a divisional playoff victory in the mouth of the dragon, and we're going to do it again. We know what Lamar Hunt meant to pro football more than any other team uh, in the National Football League. There would be no real NFL like it is today without Lamar Hunt. Everything we do in this league, and so many things have been overlooked, was the vision of Lamar Hunt when he started the American Football League, and then he brought that to the National Football League. Well, it's only fitting that the AFC trophy that goes to the champion of the American Football Conference is the Lamar Hunt trophy. We had never won it. It bothered me. It went right to my soul to see Norma, um, who we just lost this past offseason, give that trophy to, I don't know, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Patriots, the Steelers, and other teams, the Broncos. Had to. We got a chance to win this trophy for the fourth time in five seasons on Sunday. All right? And if you have any idea of Texas history, you know about the come-and-take-it cannon. Look that up. You can put, look that up on Wikipedia. Well, we got the come-and-take-it Lamar Hunt trophy, all right, because we're going to keep it. So get ready and get ready and get real and rowdy because when we come back, my broadcast compadres, Dana Hughes, who survived Buffalo, he survived it. <laughs> and Dan Israel, Spartacus, no bondsman needed. We got out of there unscathed. <laughs> But he rode out with the flag. He had captured the flag of the Buffalo Bills and rode to the plane in uh, Great Green. Because he avenged his loss that he had yeah, in the 93 baby. AFC Championship game. We got a, we're going to uh, line up for your photos here with the guys. But when we come back, an awesome chat that I had today with Andy Reid. It's a fireside chat. The man is full of wisdom. And it's going to be uh, worth listening to when we come back. Again, come join us. We're at the Nolan Road uh, Hy-Vee and Independence. Easy to find, just 10 minutes from the stadium. We'll be back with Andy Reid after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now, back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Two by two, they got it now. Hartman in motion. Right to left. Sets up a triangle to the left side. Mahomes looks that way. He's going to go wide open, left side, caught, Kelsey, corner round, touchdown, Kansas City. Kelsey hasn't been that open since training camp in St. Joseph. And he slings the ball up into the stands, much to the chagrin of the Bills Mafia. And now Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey in the postseason, 15 times for touchdown passes that ties the all-time National Football League postseason record. Welcome back to the High V, a Nolan Road in Independence as we have our AFC Championship preview show. And with us now is the head coach 
of the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid. First of all, congratulations. Six consecutive years of going to the AFC Championship game. That is second in National Football League history. Congrats. Well, I appreciate it, Mitch. A lot, lot goes into it. Starts with ownership. And <clears throat> obviously, uh, uh, Mark Donovan, Brett Veach, I mean, everybody involved. So, and, and the coaches and players, you know, it's a great honor, I think, for our organization. Even the voice of the Chiefs, man. <laughs> I got it. Huh? Hey, Look at all I... those 500 games that you've done. Son of a gun. It's uh, it's exciting, man. And I, 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 first of all, I love what you're rocking. People here uh, can see it. For the folks that are listening on the radio, <laughs> you're rocking the uh, Tuskegee Airmen jacket. That's pretty awesome. The Red Tails, man. Th- those uh, those were fabulous pilots, man. Yeah, yeah. The head coach there gave this to me. So, uh, and it comes in handy because I, my my office is full of windows, and it, it no matter how high you turn the, the heat up. <laughs> The air coming through is cold, and this thing is a warm jacket, very comfortable. So, uh, but the Tuskegee Airmen were were special. You know, they 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 were a big part of history during the war, and um, and they rocked it. So, I'm, I'm rocking their jacket today. They were rocking those P51 Mustangs too, man. Those That's things right. are. Yeah. That's right. That was awesome. Speaking of going into some peril here. I mean, we went into the cauldron. That thing was a cauldron last night. What about the guts of pulling that off, of attacking right into the mouth of the dragon and winning that game? Yeah, there's certain times when you feel like you're playing the state, the city, and and the team all in one. And uh, <clears throat> that's uh, uh, that's what you get when you go to Buffalo. So um, they're, uh, I mean, it's it's great. It's a it's really a great environment for for football and. Uh, for it's a tribute to the National Football League uh, for having a small city like that have this huge fan base and and they're aggressive from snowballing your bus when you come in to um, you know to, to flipping you off they do they do it all man they uh, they give you the the Buffalo salute there and uh, and you feel it. So, yeah. but inevitably what it does, it pulls you even a little tighter together. And, uh, you, you know, that, um, you know, you've got to, you've got to stay, stay within yourselves and together. And I thought that's uh, the thing our guys did. But I want to ask you about the quarterback. Cause it seems like when Patrick has a challenge like that, it gets him even more aware. I mean, he was so good in that game but his competitive nature to take that on, how how rare is that in sports at any level? Yeah, well, you and I are lucky to, uh, as are uh, all of Kansas City, to have him uh, part of this organization and uh, on this football team. So uh, uh, as good a football player, he's, he's, he's even a better person than that. Uh, and how he handles himself, the competitive nature that he's got is uh, second to none. He loves to play, um, and he's a big Josh Allen fan. They're, they're friends, and, and so he respects Josh, and at the same time, he's going give it, to give it his best, and uh, you love that part of it. And that, that competitive nature is contagious to the rest of the team. These great quarterbacks make everybody around them just uh, even a little bit better, and he, he's, um, it, you know, he does that. 
the mindset, and honestly, you brought that to us too. Hey, bring them on. Doesn't matter. You want to play the best wherever. You want them all healthy. I mean, you taught us that 11 years ago. What about that as having something that permeates through even an entire fan base? Well, listen, we're watching the game because we love the competition. We're playing the game and coaching the game because of the competition. And so we, as coaches and players, you work so hard to, um, to put that product, your best product out there um, on Sundays, Saturdays, whenever they're going to ask us to play. And so with that, you, you want the best, you want to play against the best. You want to see te- be tested on, uh, on uh, uh, how you've put this thing together. And so um, if you look at it that way from the beginning, uh, then you handle practice, right? You handle the meetings, right? You, you don't worry about the work. You, you just go and do your thing. And then you look forward to the game and whoever you want their best out there to challenge and, and, uh, and, and see how, see how it works. So um, that's the way our guys have approached that. And it pays off in situations like this. You know? But I've noticed it go through yeah. all the entire organization and the kingdom. I saw something in this game and I haven't been around that long, I guess, but something 47 plays. We had 47 plays, and four of those were kneel downs. They had 78 plays. What about the efficiency of our offense in that game to get 27 points out of essentially 43 plays? Yeah, uh, yeah, we that, that was good. Um, <clears throat> you know, inevitably, you look back on it, you go, uh, we should have been able to stay on the field longer on a few of the drive, a couple of drives. Um, that we didn't score on. And then uh, you want to get off the field faster on the defensive side. So we've, uh, we've got to do better on both sides of that. Um, and, and we can do that. We, we uh, you know, we're capable of that. So, and we'll, we'll need to do that against the, the Ravens. They're, they're a good football team. And so we, we've got to make sure we, you know, we stay on top of all that stuff. You tell me in 2013, playoff football is about the bigs. That's where it starts. And I'm going to ask you about the O-line again last night. And then a guy like Allegretti, who comes in for Tooney, and you know, watching him play against the Chargers when he got all those snaps. What about that, your depth, and a guy that can plug and play and be effective? Yeah, so Allegretti's a great kid. He, uh, he, he's highly competitive, was a wrestler you know, up through his high school days. And... Um, he he's doesn't shy away from competition. So uh, it's not always going to be the prettiest pitcher, but he, he's going to fight, bite, scratch until the end right there. And, uh, and he's dirty tough. So uh, plugging him in, all the guys have trust in him, whether it's at center or guard, it doesn't matter. He just jumps in and goes, heck does a nice, Andy heck does a nice job with making sure the guys rotate in almost different positions. So they, uh, you know, you can move people around in situations like that. And when you're replacing Joe, you're replacing a Pro Bowl player, an all-pro player. So, um, you know, you, you, it's not like you're filling in small shoes there. He's a, he's a heck of a player. And, and, but everybody had confidence that Allegretti would go in and do a nice job. Now, transitions to the bigs on the defensive side, the, the ability to rotate. I'm looking at these snap counts. I mean, you're playing seven to eight guys up there. They're running 78 plays. How big was it that you could rotate 
and play, whether it's uh, – and their big emphasis on the run game. Yeah, listen, I give a lot of credit to Chris, and he kind of keeps that group going. And, um, you know, they've, they've got they've got good leaders, you know, whether it's Dana or George. I mean, these guys are, are all uh, good leaders. And they did this without Nadi, who's been – kind of a staple in the middle of the field there um, for for a few years. So um, the other guys jumped in and did a nice job of playing. But um, I, I was proud of how they stuck together. And when things weren't quite going right with the run game, and that's, you know, that's why they had so many plays. They were able to run the ball a little bit and take time off the clock. But, um, you know, they, they buckled down and they didn't give up. They stuck together. Um you know, Bolden, uh, Drew, Chanel, these guys all worked together. Willie, when he was playing there early. Um, but you look at the middle of the defense with Edwards, Willie, and Nadi, um, you know, all three of them were knocked out of the game either before or during. So the other guys um, really, that replaced them really stepped up and did a nice job. My college friends – our buddies in coaching will always say, God, we got to play Army or Air Forces. I wish we had a month to prepare for them. But if you play them back-to-back, they say, hey, we have an advantage. The reason I ask you that is playing these two teams because of the unique approach to the run game, the quarterback run game, the fact that you just played Josh Allen and their run scheme, is there any advantage in helping getting ready for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' run scheme? Um, sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. You got to stay disciplined up front with your lanes and, and still win and, um, uh, on the rushes. And then you got to be able to transition from the run to the pass. You got to do it quickly because of the uh, ability of the quarterbacks to throw the ball. So, um, the, the great challenge here will be the addition of, uh, receivers, uh, more receive, more good receivers. So it'll be a nice challenge for our back end. Um, and they they welcome those things, but it'll be a nice challenge for them as they prepare this week uh, for for their wide receiver crew. Um, but the linebackers and and that front seven really they they uh, they've got to make sure they're disciplined in the run game, the lanes and, and gaps, and all the things that you've got to do to shut the run game down and, and still rush the passer and still keep him in somewhat containment. You know, he's, you're not going to be able to keep him all the time contained up, but you, you're going to try like crazy too. Speaking of Army, Cole Christensen, he and Leo sniff out that uh, fake punt. How big was that? That was kind of fun. Yeah, well, Dave was calling it, and the, the guys saw it, and they, they called it. We didn't have quite enough guys on the field at the time. We had 10 guys out there, but uh, those guys, they were all over it. And uh, Chanel couldn't. He went out for a kickoff without his helmet on. Other than that, he had a great day. <clears throat> you know, a great day. I've, I've been doing this a long time, and uh, I've never seen anybody go out and not not remember to, that he was not wearing his helmet. <laughs> so, oh god, that's a uh, small town, northwestern Wisconsin. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, he, he's dirty tough too. I mean, he probably would have taken the play on, but. I just, uh, anyways, he did a nice job on that on that fake punt. And then we'll close out this way, but I want to ask you. So Kels and Pat set the all-time NFL postseason record, all-time, with 16 touchdowns. I, sometimes I feel like I'm calling Gehrig and Ruth and the 27 Yankees. 
But those two guys to get that done, but those two touchdowns last night, um, what are we experiencing here and seeing with these two guys? Yeah, we're, we're lucky to have both of them. Uh, they're both energy givers, and they both love to play the game. They've got a special chemistry uh, uh, with each other there, knowing where, he, you know, Pat knowing exactly where Kels is going to be and then being able to dime him like he did uh, last night. So, um uh, you know, we're, we're lucky, we're lucky to have it. And the history of the game is a long history. So when you start talking about making history, that's, uh, that's quite a deal. And there are a lot of, a lot of hours for all the young guys, a lot of hours go into those guys making this thing happen. Like they have, they, uh, not only are they good friends, but they, they work out, they throw and do all these things together. You watch Kels in a, period when he's not in he's over either with pat or he's running routes versus air or even walking him versus air so uh he's, yes he's got god-given ability but he, he's taken that to another level i think he's played over ten thousand snaps now the dude's a war horse but how unselfish are those guys i mean you get around big time players that can be a little selfish but for pat and kels how much they help everybody else throughout that building yeah, I think it put goosebumps on all the people in the kingdom that just uh, to listen to them on the sideline during a game and how they support everybody around them, whether it's offense players, defense players, special teams players. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's beautiful, and uh, the players feed off of both their energies, and uh, it's you know it's kind of spe- it's a special deal. Yeah. Well, thanks for being with us. We'll let you go, but it's a chance to go get another Lamar Hunt trophy. So let's go to Baltimore. All right, redhead Doug got it. Hi to those redheads out there, too. Oh, they're out here. And I'm telling you, they're fired up. Head coach Andy Reid, thanks for being with us. We'll come back. We may hear from Mark Donovan as well, but we're going to get uh, further into this matchup against the Ravens when we come back. Again, we're at the Hyvee Nolan Road in Independence. Uh, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Edward Hilaire in at running back. Under center, Mahomes with three tight ends. They're going to throw a tight end screen left to Kelsey. Trying to angle to the far pylon. Stretching out. Does he have it? Does he have it? It's a touchdown. Kansas City. And it breaks the record as Kelsey able to get his elbow touching the pylon on the far front side. And that now sets an all-time NFL postseason record. Mahomes to Kelsey 16 times via the pass more than any duo Dean and Hughes in the history of the league and the Chiefs regained the lead at 1917. Record-breaking catch. Again, an awesome crowd here tonight. You guys are giving me chills tonight. This is so cool. You are fired up here at the Nolan Road Hy-Vee location. That's it. I'm going to go Jason Kelsey, everybody. Here we go. So, awesome to have you uh, here at Hy-Vee. A reminder, I'm going to get this score big savings right. Uh, again, the Chiefs scored 27 points last night. So, a lot of you will do your shopping after the show. I see it. We'll even do the same. Uh, if you save 27 cents a gallon with any $27 purchase, the more we score, the more you save. And again, it's time for playoff parties, right? Sunday, AFC Championship game. 
It's the watch and listen party. Sync it up. You can call Eldine Holtis. He'll tell you how to do it. No one does parties better than Hy-V. Elevate your playoff party, right? The perfect fit. Meats, veggies, snacks. Go to one of any of their 19 metro locations. We are also joined tonight. Again, a sellout crowd here. And by the way, we just heard from Andy Reid. And fake Andy Reid just walked in on us right here. He's a legend. Come on, Andy, give it to us. How about those cheese? You've got it. And we are joined tonight, FaceTiming us from Houston, Texas, from uh, Maine, and also from <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. Just, We've got a, what do we got? The dog just walked into the scene. Hello. All right, nice, nice. So we got it all going on. We're kind of rowdy and crazy, and let's just take the rowdiness and craziness up a notch because I'm going to bring in my broadcast compadres to get ready for this AFC championship game. You know him as Spartacus. You've also known him as a cancer survivor. Uh, he is our executive producer of the network. He is phenomenal. We have the largest network in the National Football League, and it's due to him. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Israel. <laughs> Standing ovation from a few of you. That's good. All right. And he survived Buffalo without an incident. He claimed the flag. He brought it home, and he got rid of it and got rid of the ghosts of 1993 AFC Championship game. Ladies and gentlemen, former Chief, special teams ace, wide receiver, broadcaster deluxe, Dana Hughes. Woo! We hit people in the mouth. Yes, sir. <laughs> JT383, you know, that's my nickname for him. Jersey Tough, 383 is jersey number at Iowa 3, with us 83. I need to give a shout-out, too, to Cam Smith. Cam's here every week grinding away. Uh, he's just, like, behind the scene. I don't know what he's drinking over there, but uh, he's drinking. So that's good. Victory juice. Victor, yeah, the sweet nectar that's of the end zone. Right. Yeah. Love it, Cam, drinking the sweet. And you can get your sweet nectar of the end zone candle, by the way, at Hy-Vee. See how that came in? All right, boys. Slides the pro right there. Oh, man. Uh, a lot of you have the sweet nectar in the end zone candle. It's great. It's romantic. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, <laughs> let's talk first about surviving Buffalo and going in there and getting that victory. Uh, what an incredible victory. Let's start with you, Danan. You survived it. What a great win to go in there into the mouth of the dragon and capture the flag. Oh, yeah. It was incredible. Long time. Oh, do a uh, long time coming. Uh, I played in at my rookie year in 1993, got the loss up there, never got a chance to get back, and uh, it was retribution. It was awesome to be a, uh, a part of. Dan and I had to walk back through the crowd <laughs> to get down to the locker room, and it took every bit of strength of me not to say, oh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> How you like those apples? <laughs> but I kept... I kept my composure. I kept my composure, Mitch. You would have been proud of me. I did get a, a, a couple of colorful words thrown at me, but I, I woosahed. <laughs> woosahed through it. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely retribution. His shirt, must it. Have been, his shirt must have been out because they kept telling him to take his shirt in or something like that. It was, it was, <laughs> was that really it? strange, yeah. It was, it was a very odd crowd. Yes. And I will tell you this, too. 
So I'm in front of Dane, and we're going cross-stream, a 1,000 fans exiting these stairs, right? Yeah. We're going down the stairs. Dana is right behind me. And finally, it gets to the point where it's like, all right, we got to go faster because if we, we're going to get physically assaulted at some point. You know, hey, KC, you're going the wrong yeah. way. The game is over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of thought the same thing. So did your kick. It went the wrong way. Oh, oh way to go. And by the way, the I've been saving all of that. I wanted to say it so bad. 30 years, the kick was wide right. right. Okay. So, so, we're, so anyway, I'm pushing wow. through. I, I think I got to get the field faster. So I finally make my way. I'm just swim, swimming upstream. I get down there. I show the guy my credential. He opens the gate. I go on the field and I turn around to tell Dana, like, whoo. Danon is nowhere in sight. It's like, I've lost Danon. Oh, no. This is I was bad. being very nice. I was, being, I was allowing people to move. I felt like they had a little bit more sense of urgency than I did. So it was a nice side of me. My fear was, because of all the vocal abuse we were taking, is Danon couldn't take it. And he, yeah. he answered a few back, and it didn't end well. You know, so, I was so close. I was very glad when you I finally showed up. Yeah. How many snowballs did you get? It was, uh, uh, we, I think they were sending them to Mahomes' direction, yeah, so we kind of yeah, got out of we it. We dodged. So, yeah. I did kind of like what Drew Tranquil said, like, hey, I'll catch him, throw him back. We'll beat him in a snowball by two. Like, might have been outnumbered a little bit. But I love was, that uh, guy's heart. Yeah, love that. He's, he, was, he was enjoying it, man, his second playoff win uh, of his career. But what a game. Toughness shown in that game. Honestly, you guys, I've never seen this because we had four kneel downs. That's the way I started the show. We had 43 plays and scored 27 points. They had 78 plays and scored 24. Yeah. I mean, grab them, boys. Yeah. When you get that done, you're able to put the hammer down. Dana, you played this game, though, for a team at home to get 35 more chances for an advancement and beat them on the road. What did that tell you? Well, it told me first how tough we were, uh, how mentally tough we were as a team to feel like, like during the season you had so many ups and downs and question marks and the drops and all that, but then to see what we've been able to accomplish these last two weeks. Patrick Mahomes has not been sacked in the playoffs. Uh, we're having guys, MVS, coming up with big catches in the game yesterday. Like That was huge. Uh, just the toughness. I mean, it, nobody, not many people realize how, how tough it is to go on the road and win games, never mind in the postseason, never mind in a city that is enveloped in their organization like the Buffalo Bills and have had so much turmoil throughout their career, success and turmoil, uh, and to go in there and dominate the way we did. And when I say dominate, like – I'm talking about adjustments. Yeah, the first half they were running the ball well. They were they were scoring points. The offense was moving down the field. But halftime, the adjustments, you and I talk about it during the game. Okay, well, we kind of feel like Spags is going to have something. They're going to have something that they're going to adjust. And to see it come to fruition in the second half, to hold them to seven points in the second half on, and force punts, force them to get outside themselves and fake punts and all that stuff, like we – to me, we dominated mentally in that game, even though there were times where physically we were up and down. I never ceased to have co lack of confidence in our team. I felt like we were the better team, and we showed it. We showed it, and it was cool to, to, be, to be a part of.
How about the end of that? So, so everybody knows Pacheco's getting the ball. Bill's season is on the line. They still get seven yards of carry. Yep. Unreal. Because they hit people in the mouth. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, that, let's talk about the bigs here, the offensive line. I've mentioned with Andy. Well, let's, let's do this first. A fake punt. They tried a fake oh, punt. Wow. Yeah. We had 10 guys. They had 11. We still stopped the fake punt. Yes. <laughs> we stopped there with 10 guys. 10 guys. I mean, and it was Cole Christensen, Leo Chanel, who I didn't know this, but Coach was talking about in the interview. He forgot his helmet. He ran on the field without his helmet one time. I go, that's Northwest Wisconsin rural kid for you. Like, oh, am I supposed to wear this? I can uh, see your mouthpiece, but not your helmet. And then West Point's Cole Christensen, Captain America, helping uh, sniff out that block punt. But the bigs. Uh, coach in the playoffs always talks about the bigs. And we lose Tooney. Allegretti fits right in. Uh, but the bigs on the offensive line and what they did. Because here's another factor. We played such clean, efficient ball. We only had five third downs in the whole game. Mm-hmm. We only had two penalties. And how many false starts? Zero. Yeah, that was amazing. So let's talk about the bigs. Dan, I'll start with you. You can go to the O-line, and I'll get Dana on the D-line. I'd start with that five third downs. That's amazing. That shows you're getting efficient, good progress on first and second down. You're winning first and second down. We say it all the time. How important is that? Well, we saw it last night. The, the time of possession, we had eight plays of 20-plus yards. Bills, zero. Yes. Zero. So there were, there were just so many things. The time of possession was so lopsided. Two to one for the Bills to the Chiefs. They were so efficient and effective, and, and much of that is owed to the offensive line. Oh, absolutely. you got to give love to the offensive line. The big uglies up front. That's how I like to refer to them. Uh, the offensive line did their job this entire postseason. We expected not to, to lapse this coming weekend against a very, very tough Baltimore Ravens defense. I know, Mitch, you'll be talking about that later. But from the defensive line perspective, you go into this game and you don't have Derek Noddy. And you wonder, when you look across the offensive line of the Buffalo Bills, you got 330, 317, <laughs> 308. Huge guys, and our one big guy is not there. And, and I interviewed Mike Pinnell after the game, justifiably so, because he was a beast against the run. And you consider that story kind of being jettisoned, then being brought back and being brought back for a, a reason, to have a role, and then to come through uh, like he did in that game was amazing to me. And so the defensive line, Charles Amenahu, obviously Chris Jones, Furious George, uh, doing their job. And it was a difficult job. There were times where there was no rush. And it was designed to be that way. And if you're watching, you're like, how come nobody's getting to Josh Allen? Because they're not trying to get to Josh Allen. They're trying to contain him in the pocket and force him to make a mistake, which he may almost made a couple of times. Trent McDuffie should have had an uh, interception on the quick out by Stephon Diggs. You had a couple of the, the throws down the middle of the field where Shamari Connor could have turned his head, possibly could have had an interception. The scoop that Shamari almost had mm-hmm. on the fumble. Um, Justin Reed had a couple of balls where he could have made a play on the ball. He went for the hit, which I prefer. Uh, he, he hit somebody. <laughs> and, um, and, and so keeping him in the pocket was at the foremost uh, priority for our defense. So it wasn't just about getting heat on him. It was about containing him, and they did an outstanding job. And that priority will remain the same this week, maybe even more so. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Baltimore Ravens and this AFC Championship game coming up. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. (laughs) 
Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. All right, goal to go at the four-yard line for the Chiefs, trailing 24 to 20. Pacheco running back. Chiefs will use the shotgun. Motioning left is Hartman. They give it off to Pacheco. Slamming on the left side. Angling into the end zone. Touchdown! Kansas City! Pop! Goggles the sweet neck through the end zone. And the Chiefs are back in front. 26 to 24. Welcome back to the Hy-Vee and Nolan Road and Independence. And this crew is ready to try to win a Lamar Hunt trophy and win the AFC Championship Woo! again and try to do it four time in five years. Uh, we got about five minutes here in this segment. Again, Dana Hughes and Dan Israel uh, joining me tonight as we get ready for this uh, AFC Championship. Let's jump into the Ravens here. And Dana, we, you talked about discipline and playing uh, the quarterback run game, playing the run game. Nobody does it like these guys. Uh, and Lamar Jackson has been, he was spectacular. Uh, in their victory on Saturday over the Houston Texans. But aren't you surprised? Because he basically, uh, Pat had the one game in 17. Otherwise, these two guys have been on the same path from a calendar. Mm -hmm. Their timeline have been exact. He's only been in five playoff games. Pat's 13-3. and three. Lamar Jackson's 2-3 and three in the playoffs. Well, he hasn't finished the season strong. He's had some injuries as well. Uh, and there have been some questions as to whether his play, especially in the past, was built for January football. Now, he's overcome that. Obviously, he's on his way to winning a second MVP. He's an amazing talent, amazing athlete, uh, and he's, he's going to give us a handful. I mean, uh, they are built. Uh, it's amazing to me when you think about the Baltimore Ravens that they are one of the few organizations, maybe you would say that about the Steelers, uh, years in the past where they have had a sustained identity. Their identity has always been hard-nosed, blue-collar, tough, defensive football. And they're able to continue with that with John Harbaugh as their coach. It's like that's what they have built. Uh, that's what they're built about. So uh, make no mistake about it. Uh, this is going to be a tough, tough battle. This is one of the ones where it's like bloodshed that you're going to expect to see. I thought it was interesting also uh, for everybody that watched the Netflix series before the season of the quarterback. If you remember during that, Patrick was asked about a difficult venue to play in, and he said Baltimore. (laughs) He said Baltimore was the most difficult. Now, obviously, he hadn't experienced Buffalo yet because when we played there, it it was COVID. But I thought it was interesting, and at that time, I thought, wow. There's something, something about him saying that right there, and that's the only time I've heard him speak about a specific uh, other venue. I wish I'd have bet. <laughs> I wish I would have went to Vegas or something and bet on this game. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting because they're going to be rabid fans there as well. The fact that we were able to sustain the way we played winning football in cold weather, winning football in a rabid atmosphere, now going to Buffalo and probably enduring a little bit of both. Uh, we have that in our pocket. So I'm, I'm encouraged and I'm excited about it. It's big for Baltimore. They have not hosted a conference championship game. Remember, the Ravens were the old Browns who uh, moved to Baltimore to become the Ravens. It was the Colts when they were still there. The last time they hosted this game back in the 70 season in January of 1971 before they won the Super Bowl. This defense, uh, Dan Israel, of the, of the Ravens is phenomenal. Yeah. They only give up 16 points a game. They've got studs front, middle, and back. 
and the physical nature that Dana was talking about is really manifested with this defense. Yeah, and it, you know they're not as banged up on the second and third levels like uh, the Bills were. But I do think there's a couple of comparisons you can draw here. Look, it's going to be tough going in there. There's no question about it. But if you look at the Bills, and we said, Dana and I said this on pregame, uh, before the Bills game, and I would say the exact same comparison applies to the Ravens, and that is these two teams both have playoff DNA. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's no question about that. Absolutely. What we saw yesterday showed us that the Chiefs have championship DNA, and that's a yeah. huge wow. difference. It's right. a huge difference. I heard, I heard Kyle Brandt this morning on Good Morning Football say this, and I thought that's, that's exactly right. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. And we saw that last night. That's right. We saw the big players, Mahomes and Kelsey, step up. And I, I just like the Chiefs' chances. I, I mean, look, all you can do is go to the dance, right? Yep. But uh, I, I feel like the, the two comparisons between the Bills on the road, the Ravens on the road, two playoff teams. They've done a lot of playoffs. Never done a championship. Mm. Chiefs have. They know that route. They know the path. And a championship head coach. In 25 years as a head coach, this will be his 11th conference championship game. That is huge. Let's let these guys go. I promised I'd get them out of here. Uh, Dana Hughes and Dan Israel, everybody. We'll be back to wrap up the show after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. And slated to punt here, and Sam Martin had a terrible punt the last time. Again, he earned, injured his hamstring against Pittsburgh in last week's game. And now they're going to run a fake. The Buffalo Bills run a fake on the left side, and the Chiefs knocking down. They hold the fort. Buffalo tries a fake on fourth down and five, and the Chiefs defend it perfectly. It looks like it was Cole Christensen out of West Point, Captain America. On the banks of the Hudson, they'll cheer and sing on Brave Old Army Team. Also, Leo Chanel on that fake punt. Leo, as coach would say, play the game without a helmet if he could. Turf, Northwest uh, Wisconsin, small town kid. And Cole Christensen at West Point, he was Captain America. Saying a shout out to our folks that are watching us uh, on FaceTime in Phoenix, Arizona, and also Houston Texans. We're going to Baltimore too. Put the hammer down, baby. A reminder, a lot of you will have watch slash listen parties. Easy to do to sync it up on the largest network in the National Football League, and now you know why. Because when you get voices like Dana Hughes and Dan Israel, you want that uh, right in right in your cranium uh, for this game uh, against uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so thanks to the folks here at Hy-Vee on Nolan Road in Independence as we get ready to go to Baltimore. Uh, this Ravens team is really good. They led the league in rushing. They're averaging 28-plus points a game. Uh, they have led the league in defense. And so you put that combination together. In fact, Lamar Jackson will probably win the MVP. Only three teams in the history of the league uh, have had an MVP winner and led the league in defense. The 96 Packers uh, were in that group, and also I'll think of another team, but anyway, they've won the Super Bowl. Uh, So all those teams, oh, the 78 Steelers. So that puts in a historical perspective. But we ride into the mouth of the dragon, and we take him on. Come and take it. It's our Lamar Hunt trophy. We're going to keep it. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Kansas City Chiefs. Radio Network. 
You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And by High V. The world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show every Monday night starting at 6 from your local area high knee store. Presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. For continuing Chiefs coverage, stay tuned to 610 Sports Radio throughout the week to hear exclusively from Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Derek Johnson, Mitch Holtis, and Danon Hughes. And if you miss the show, check out the podcast page at 610sports.com on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.